0: By Sports Interaction, Canada Oh boy, we can collectively take a deep breath. This is something that I find myself doing more often than not when the Calgary Flames would take a deep breath. It was tight, yes, it was a close game, but we made it out. The Flames got two points, and that is all that matters. Also, before we go any further, uh, our wonderful, super helpful, always on the ball, great person in general, Robert Uh, is in the chat modding but I want everybody in the chat to if you're if you're watching on YouTube if you're listening on playback unfortunately you're not able to do this Um, but everybody tell Robert how great of a job he did tonight on Game Over Montreal his SDPN debut hosting a Game Over stream Uh, please everybody just just give him a round of applause, all the wonderful things you can say about him in the chat for uh, for hosting such an incredible stream and doing such an amazing job. Uh, thank you, Robert, for everything you do, and well done today on Game Over Montreal. But this is Game Over Calgary. My name is Audie James, and uh, we're going to get into today's win against the Anaheim Ducks, which was a tight one. It was admittedly a tight one. Um, and we'll recap the California road trip because there was a uh, it was a it was a pretty good road trip um, in the wind column, All things considered. We'll talk about what' uh, what I expected from the California road trip, what we got, and uh, and how it kind of surpassed my expectations. All that and more coming up on this episode of Game Over Calgary. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you co- covered. Bet pregame, live and play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. 19 plus. And as always, please play Responsibly, and also shout out to oh, over this way Sports Interaction for the uh, lovely merchandise—the shirt, the hat, the toque, the T-shirt. Lots of uh, lots of great things coming uh, coming my way. I'm going to wrap that with pride. SportsInteraction.com/sdpn. Um, no guest tonight, which is uh, which is a different um, different vibe for me. I'm usually joined by a guest, but uh, we have some. I'm I'm covering the next Ducks game. We're going to have some cool guests when the Flames play the Ducks next. Uh, I'll announce that obviously later as the um, as that comes closer, but no guests tonight flying solo because I don't want to fly together. You get it? Anaheim Ducks hashtag on Twitter is fly together. That was a horrible joke, but we're going to continue along either way. Um, yeah. So let's talk about, let's start first with tonight's game. We'll talk a little bit about the California road trip as a whole, as we proceed. Um, First of all, we're going to say a little prayer for my boy, Matty Phillips. Ain't nothing wrong with him. He's just still not in the lineup. And um, quite frankly, I don't think he'll ever play again for Daryl Sutter or the Calgary Flames. So um, shout out to my boy, Matty Phillips. Hope he's uh, eating all the popcorn, enjoying that NHL paycheck. And uh, hopefully he gets to play again. Uh, James Johnson already in the chat saying, this team makes it so hard to love them. It was, look. I know that it's so easy to be negative, but there's a lot of things that we can be happy about despite the fact that that's, there's still some lingering frustration. I get the lingering frustration, but um, you know what? We'll start with the California road trip. We'll, we'll we'll talk about the game after. Four games, two against the Sharks, last night against the Kings, tonight against the Ducks. Um, coming into this road trip, I figured that If the Flames were able to get six points, if they went three and one, I figured that would be a successful road trip. Six points out of a possible eight is not terrible. And you know what? They did much better than anticipated, at least in my books. They got seven of a possible eight. They did get the loss, but it was an overtime loss. So they get the loser point. I know Edmonton Oilers fans are going to cry about the overtime loss and the loser point because last year, the Calgary Flames had a boatload of those and they won the division and all this other stuff. So um, people will cry. People will continue to cry about the loser point, but it's it's part of the game, man. It's just, it's it, we don't make the rules. This is just what it is. Uh, the loser point is very much still a thing in the NHL. So this game was a lot tighter than it probably should have been. The Anaheim Ducks are a team that are going to be in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, they're going to be battling for the first overall pick uh, with teams like the Chicago Blackhawks and the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know, among the worst in the NHL. Columbus Blue Jackets, who signed Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, worst in the NHL. So to have it be as tight as it was, definitely less than ideal. Definitely less than ideal. And, the, and, and to, to make reference to what David said earlier here in the chat, he made a point about too many stick infractions. And you know what? He's he's right. Just too many damn penalties. Both of the Ducks' goals came on the man advantage, and the Flames still continued to take uh, penalty after penalty after penalty and, and, you know, further put themselves at risk to a power play that they seemingly just couldn't defend. Um, so that was one bad point in tonight's game. I know it's a win. We're not going to focus. I'm going to try not to focus too much on the negative, although there are a few things. That I do want to bring up. So um, before we go any further, we got 24 people watching right now. Uh, please be sure to like the stream. Help with the algorithm. YouTube says that you know if people like the stream, that means that uh, the, the other people should like the stream. So if you like it, maybe more people will come in and chat with us. Share it on your favorite social media. You still using Twitter? Throw it up on there. You throw it on Instagram. I don't know what other social medias, Facebook, MySpace. LinkedIn, I don't care. Get everybody in here. Get, get your boss uh, and, and your CEO of your company in here and talk some fun hockey. It's good. We're celebrating a Calgary Flames win. It's, uh, it's, it's few and far between when I host Game Over Calgary. So I did take some lovely notes. I'm so good at making such extensive notes, but whenever I have a guest, I never really get to go through them because the topic and the conversation usually sways. So one thing I want to also bring up is so much for that Honda Honda Center curse that seems to be... Well, I, it was almost a Honda Center curse. It was, uh, it was pretty damn close, especially in that last, I don't know, 15 seconds of the third period when Mackenzie Wieger decided, you know, time to deliver a pizza right up the middle. Uh, and thank God for Chris Tanev, who looked damn good. And, you know, the Flames look like a much different team when he's in the lineup, uh, putting his body on the line blocking that shot that's a big one there how deflating would that have been if it went in with something like 12 or 13 seconds left in the hockey game so uh shout out to my boy Chris Tanev who puts his body on the line night in and night out something I could never do there's more man in his pinky finger than what resides in uh this frame of mine so um shout out to him for that uh Let's let's just recap it. I feel like that's the best way to do it. Let's just recap it, and we'll and we'll talk about all the talking points that I thought, you know, were worth talking about. Uh, first period, Michael Stone scores absolute cannon from the blue line. We know he can shoot the puck. Uh, and when he hits the net, he usually finds his spots. So shout out to uh, to Michael Stone for uh, for putting them up early. And I think it was James Johnson actually, who put this tweet out saying that Rozichka now has twenty points and twenty five games with the Calgary Flames, which is a note that I put in here saying, trust the kids. Um, Rezichi has been looking damn good. He's been demoted a little bit there to to play in the in the bottom six. And I know that had a lot of people up in arms. Oh, why is he playing up in the or down the bottom six? And Milan Lucic is up in the top six, playing on the second line with Huberto and uh, and Nazem Kadri. I don't know. I'm not Daryl Sutter, but it's still good to see Adam Ovechkin doing his thing and uh, and helping this team on a nightly basis. It's good to see. Yeah, lots of rosy love in the chat right now. Uh, Conrad asking what's Markstrom's dog per sixty tonight. Uh, he had that dog in him, but like not really. Because if I scroll down here, the Flames outshot the Ducks in regulation, forty-four to twenty-three. So he, he he's he hasn't faced a whole lot. It's a team that you know has some scoring threats, but still a bottom feeder in the NHL. So letting in two on twenty-three is not like stellar. Um, if he had faced a workload that Dostal or Dostal, however you pronounce it, faced tonight, uh, it could have been a different story. That's forty-four shots that he faced and. A pretty interesting tidbit on the broadcast as well that's the fourth straight um that's the fourth straight game that he has faced 40 or more shots which should tell you everything you need to know about uh about how the Anaheim Ducks are this year and how they're playing so when I say that this game shouldn't have been this close emphasis on how damn close it it was that the game went to overtime and uh and you know This is a bottom feeder team. I'm I'm not going to dwell on that. It was was almost frustrating. I almost had to pull out old trusty friend here. We're not going to... It's another night where Angry Flames paper bag fan didn't have to make an appearance. He's here, but he's not really here. You know, we're not terribly angry. We're happy with how this California road trip went. And might I add, since I've made this paper bag, Calgary Flames have been looking semi-decent. They've looked okay. Not saying that's all on me, but read between the lines and and, and you can figure that out. Um, then Mason McTavish scores in the first period on the power play to make it 1-1. And the wind comes out of the sails a little bit. Um, Hannafin and Comtois fights, which was just weird. I didn't think that hit warranted a fight. But in today's NHL, everything is predatory and it needs to be answered. So, uh it was nothing crazy, but, uh, but they dropped the gloves and they fight in the first period. Then in the second period, Mr. Inevitable Brett Ritchie, uh, puts the flames up two to one. And this is where I want to reference something that I think Mike Gould tweeted out. And we talk about Mike Gould all the time, puts out good tweets, has good takes, writes good articles for flames nation and, uh, and daily face off. But, um, he put out a good tweet and it says, it said something along the lines of, I'm actually going to scroll down and find it because it, it was uh, it was a good point. It, what scares him or something along the lines is how Lucich, stone and Richie have kind of been effective. And the, just on this California road trip and how that could be like a false positive, if that makes sense, like, sure. It's great that they're producing, but it's not really like it's, it's probably not sustainable and it's, Likely not the answer. Um, Milan Lucic had a point streak and he's been scoring goals and he's been looking like a much different player than he's been so far this season uh, on this California road swing. But I don't think it warrants him still playing in the top six. And it's frustrating for me because I've been hard on Lucic all year and a lot of people have willingly been on Milan Lucic all year for just how bad he's been because Excuse me, up to this point, he's been horrible, and I still don't think he's that great. Um, but it's just it's it's kind of frustrating to see that there's a little bit of chemistry. it's frustrating, but it's not, if that makes sense. You want to see chemistry, but I just don't think it's sustainable. Uh, and there's a there there looks to be a little bit of chemistry between Milan Lucic and Jonathan Huberto. For some reason, the only player that hasn't played on the same line as Huberto was Milan Lucic and Daryl Sutter, and now all of a sudden thinks that this is the answer. The Calgary Flames still desperately need a top six winger who can shoot the puck, who can score. They're 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 still lacking scoring. Um and sure you can go back to the you can go back to the Sharks games and and tell me that I'm wrong that oh that you know they've got scoring. Just look at those Sharks games. Look at the look at the opponent. Look at who they played. Another bad team in the conference in in the division, another really bad team. Yeah, you better put up five, six, seven goals against a team that bad. They should have done that tonight against the Ducks. This game had no business being that close. Um, and and Conrad making a great point. We have a scoring winner, winger uh, and he's eating popcorn. Reference to my boy, Matty Phillips. And now here's another thing I want to air out. A lot of people in my mentions and my replies on Twitter, whenever I make mention anything about Matthew Phillips saying, oh, you know, he played, he got in for two games. And, and what did he do to warrant any more playing time? Milan Lucic played 30 games or something stupid like that before he started putting up three points in three games or four points in three games, whatever it was. What warranted him to be in the lineup for 30 games up until that point being a negative impact on this team? How much worse can you get by trying your AHL leading scorer in the top six and seeing how it works? And to Conrad's point, again, the Sharks are pretty much an ECHL team. You could say the same for the ducks. Not a good team. John Klingberg is horrible. (laughs) One year that this guy, John Klingberg, my goodness, one year, $7 million. He, he, he tried to sign a prove it contract with the Anaheim ducks, probably left way more money on the table to go back to Dallas. How's that working for you? How's that working for you, pal? Not very good. I'll tell you that much, uh, for free. Um, I'm going to turn to the comments section here. So get your questions, comments about tonight's game in the chat. We will discuss all of them. Lots of Robert love, obviously uh, Dennis shout out to game over Edmonton, not a great night to be hosting game over Edmonton, but you already knew that. Um, David saying the flames are in a playoff spot after over a week out of one. The Oilers are just a point behind, although Alberta teams have struggled to stay in the West playoff race. This is true. And um I guess Daryl Sutter can cross off his Christmas list. You know, he wanted to be in a playoff spot by the Christmas break. We're here. They're in a playoff spot. He got what he wanted. Um, and the uh, the Edmonton Oilers will, um, will not be at this point right now. But that could change very soon as the next contest is uh, between them on the 27th. But we'll get more into that a little bit later. Um, Robert saying, I appreciate that the Flames immediately made me stressed when I was done. I was used to that. Yeah, try hosting this show on a nightly basis. I will tell you, uh, I'll tell you that much. Conrad saying uh, AJHL instead of Ducks talk. <laughs> if we had game over AJHL, I don't know how many people would, would watch. Unfortunately, I don't think too many people um, would favor a game over AJHL. As much as we would love to chat AJHL and my Drumheller Dragons, and your Calgary Canucks slash Okotoks Oilers slash whoever else you work for, which is a lot, I'm sure. Um, bring Maddie back. Yep. Remember, like, share to make Luci. <laughs> this is my favorite thing. Conrad comes into every stream and he goes, "Remember, like and share to make Milan Lucic eat popcorn and Matthew Phillips be allowed his 17 minutes of cardio time per night." And yes, rumor has it, if you like and share the stream, that'll happen. So um, we shall see. David saying the hockey guy YouTube usually. Uh, comes out with his power rankings on Sundays, uh, but with no game before Tuesday, he may release it sooner. Yeah, I look forward to that. He's uh, he's a very great uh, YouTuber there. Uh, the Honda Center curse wasn't fully exercised. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, pretty accurate. Um, Chris says, I don't care how ugly it was. I'm absolutely stoked to carry W into the break. You know what? You're right. And maybe I'm being too negative. I'm probably being too negative. The Flames won. They take seven of eight points. On this road trip. That's pretty that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's almost perfect and better than what I expected. Like I said, I thought they'd go three and one. They go 3 and one, and they get a point out of the uh out of the loser, uh, the loser point in overtime against the Kings last night. Um, road saying Hannifan has more fights than Lucic. This is a fact. Uh <laughs> that may be the first time I've ever heard Mike Gould and good takes in the same sentence. Yeah, we're too hard on Mike Gould. We're too hard on Mike Gould. Uh, Lane saying, go Flames. We dodged a bullet by not signing Klingberg back in Dallas. That one from Ryan. Flames in, Oilers out, but December 27th is going to be a fantastic game. Yes, it certainly will be. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. Sarcastic remarks. What's going on? How are you guys doing? It's good to see you guys in uh, in the chat. We got extremely lucky. The stars didn't re-sign Klingberg. Yes, I, I think you guys dodged a bit of a bullet. The wild card is so volatile. I'd like to get in the top three. You you definitely want more security uh, more security there than being in a wild card spot. Um, Johnny Hockey, friend of the program, by the way, great guest. Gonna come back on. Have to figure that out. Uh, he he says he'll take it big two points indeed. Um, me and Mike G on the call on December 27th says Conrad. Okay, where did we leave off? Yeah, okay, so we talked about Mike Gould's good point. We're not going to pump Mike Gould's tires too much more than we already have. Third period comes along, and I wrote down that the Ducks were dominating puck possession to start the period, but I think you could say the Ducks were dominating puck possession throughout the period. It seemed like they did a really good job kind of clearing out of their own end. They didn't allow too many chances to get by. Um and they just did a good job of keeping the puck in the offensive zone, cycling the puck, moving the puck around, didn't force too many unnecessary turnovers in the offensive zone, generated some chances. All things that you want and things that you would expect probably the other way around if you're uh looking if you looked at the standings and and didn't know anything about this contest coming into it and you looked at where the flames were and you looked at where the ducks were you'd probably expect that the other way around going in calgary's favor which wasn't quite the um, wasn't quite the case uh, in the third period at least so glad to see things kind of got turned around and then penalties it was just penalty after penalty after penalty stick infraction stick infraction stick infraction so the flames got lucky i think the ducks went 2 for 3 in the power play at 1 point uh after they ended up taking drawing another penalty they were 2 for 3 that's when i put out my tweet saying why is this game this close oh maybe because you've been taking too many penalties and they're scoring on your on your weak penalty kill so stay out of the box it's 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 it seems easier said than done i'm not an nhl player i just talk about it on youtube for fun and um i don't know maybe it's hard to keep your stick out of guy's skates maybe it's too hard to Stay con- or keep control of your stick and not uh, not hit him. In- someone in the face, um, but yeah, it was it was not a great night for the Flames in terms of taking penalties. One point I want to talk about is uh, Andrew Monjiapani because he's snake bitten. It wasn't long ago that people were talking about, oh, if the NHL goes to the Olympics, Andrew Monjiapani scoring at this rate, he's going to make the roster, and blah 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 blah. I think you're I think you're taking that back now looking at where he is I'm actually going to pull up his uh pull up some Andrew Mangiapani numbers because I think at this point last year he I can't remember how many goals he scored and a lot of them are on the road too and this is where it's gonna get interesting because the flames are gonna play they played a lot of games at home to start they're gonna play a good chunk of games on the road to kind of finish the year off okay so last year in 82 games, 35 goals, 20 assists for 55 points. This year through 35, seven goals, seven assists, 14 points. So, right now, so far, he's secured the bag and hasn't been, uh, he's been a ghost of himself. Frustrating, difficult. And I know he's frustrated too. But what frustrates me, I think, the most is he's just not scoring like he used to. And I think there's a few things that kind of contribute to that. He's shooting the puck, but, he, but his release just doesn't seem to be there. Correct me if I'm wrong in the chat. I know there's a lot of smart people, 27 of you uh, probably know a lot more than I do, but correct me if I'm wrong if you're seeing the same thing from Anjumanji The puck is on his stick for too long when he's trying to take a shot. It sounds stupid, but the release just isn't there. I find that anytime he has the puck, you know, he kind of kicks his leg back, winds up for the shot, and you know, there's a bit of a delay, a bit of a, I don't know if it's like a pump fake, if he's trying to think too much about where he wants to put the shot, but he's not getting the puck off his stick fast enough. Defenders are reading it, and that's why you're seeing so many of his shots go off a leg, go off a stick, go off, uh, you know, miss the net completely. its It's got to be tricky for him, it's got to be difficult for him, and it's got to be frustrating for him. But his shots, the quality of his shots just don't seem to be quite where they were not, and not even to say that where they were last year, because I don't even think he was shooting from where, like where he's shooting from this year is not where he was scoring from last year. You know, like he was, he was a lot of those goals were in front of the net uh, in the dangerous areas, high danger chances, which is something Calgary hasn't been particularly good at this year. Um, And it's just, it's gotta be frustrating for him because he knows he can score we know he can score. We saw it. You know, we've seen him progress as an as an NHLer over the last few years. Secured the bag. Put up thirty five goals last year, which is no small feat. And um, here he is sitting thirty five games in with seven. I'm no mathematician, but I'm pretty sure that he'll probably be on pace to finish with twenty something like that. Somebody, somebody finish. Uh, somebody do the math for me. I'm gonna say something like twenty, twenty two maybe, which is still decent, but. Um, sorry, just looking at some of the chat here, but not to where he wants it to be, and definitely not to where, uh, where you know it's expected to be. Um, read some of the chat here before I finish my thoughts on Andrew Monjut Um, if Zadorov and or Coleman don't take a penalty in a game, you are legally entitled to wear Hani's angry paper bag. Yeah, Zadorov Coleman, I would even throw um. Noah Hannifin in there. I think he's taken quite a few. Lindholm was on the uh on the other end of some penalties tonight. So, yeah, it's just a discipline thing. I don't know what it is. These guys lose Matthew Kachuk and, and and Johnny Gaudreau all of a sudden they're sitting in the box more often than not and killing penalties. Um he's one of my favorite players in the NHL, but he's been a little off this year. I think you're right. Uh Lane saying 100% he's also always extending that stick with the puck going around guys and take a bad shot off of yeah that's another thing too is he doesn't put himself in a good position to generate a decent shot uh he I don't know I don't know what it is it's definitely it's got to be a between the years thing I think um it's gotta be frustrating for him and I feel for him because you know he knows that he's snake bitten he knows that they're not going in I think Andrew mangipani scores his goals from in front of the net, he's he's forcing too many shots from the perimeter that just, you know, he doesn't score that way. I didn't see him score a lot like that last year. And it feels like it feels like that's a Flames thing because they're getting a lot of shots night in and night out, but they're not getting the goals. And I talked about it a lot on this show is because I don't know if it's teams are defending them well or if they're just purposely taking too many perimeter shots. They don't get the puck to the middle very well. And when they do, as we saw last night with a guy like Jonathan Huberto, Prime chance on the doorstep, drop pass between the legs to nobody, or they have it in a high danger uh, sh- uh, area and they swing it back to the blue line for Michael Stone to put it over the net, or Rasmus Anderson to miss two feet wide, or Milan Lucic to shoot it and go off of a defender and in. The quality hasn't been there. That's that's what I'm I'm missing. That's what they're lacking. The quality shots just have not been there. For the Calgary Flames. And it's it's tricky. It sucks because here we are talking about it on the night that they win, but there's still things that they can improve on. And, 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 and they're getting better. They're getting there. I don't want to dwell too much on the negative because the Flames are coming off of a good road trip. They're going to head into the Christmas break in a playoff spot. They're going to head into the Christmas break winning three of their last four and getting points in four of their last four. Pretty good, if I do say so uh, myself. James Johnson saying, Manjapani is on pace for 17 goals, which is, if my math checks out, a little less than half of what he scored last year. Could just be a bad year, could pick it up uh, in the new year. And that's something too. That's something too. A lot of good teams who win Stanley Cups go through stretches where, and I talk, again, another point that I talk about all the time, good teams are not immune to bad stretches. Good teams are not immune to having a rough start and finishing the year strong. St. Louis Blues, 2017 Penguins, or 2016 Penguins. The list goes on. Teams can, like, the the Blues were in dead last in January. They end up winning the Stanley Cup. The Penguins in 2016 go through a coaching change, one of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference, by the All-Star break, get into the playoffs and win the Stanley Cup. Things like that happen, man. Things like that happen, and I'm not saying that's going to happen with Calgary, but it could happen. And, uh, you know, wouldn't be too surprised if it did. Um, the curse of Sam Bennett's stick infraction still linger. Yes, he he was a he was a freaking penalty merchant, that guy. Uh, he needs a change of scenery, play the top line in Arizona or Anaheim. I don't think that's, I think that's a little bit far-fetched. I don't think they're going to be making a move like that anytime soon, especially when they're lacking scoring. There's nobody on Anaheim or Arizona that would come back in a Mangiapane trade that would put up better goal numbers, put up more goals. I don't know why I said it like that, uh, then he, so don't know if I buy into that narrative too, too much. Um, okay. We're gonna, we're going to put a bow on this show pretty soon. This has been a good one. I feel like I've been talking for so long. I got dry mouth. I'm rambling. Um, it's, it's 10 to midnight. I I just downed a coffee. I'm wired. I'm full of energy. Let's get this thing going. Um, yeah, the Flames outshoot the Ducks in this game, forty-four to twenty-three. But like I said, a lot of those perimeter shots, nothing too dangerous. Like I don't think Dostal or Dostal or whatever, again, however you pronounce it, stood on his head by any stretch of the imagination. I think he played decent, but I don't think he stood on his head in a game where he lets in three on forty-four, makes thirty-nine saves. I don't think he was anything special. They just take shots from the outside, and he can read them. No traffic in front no high danger chances moving along to overtime this game could have and or this overtime could have ended much earlier at the hands of Troy Terry who scares me every time he touches the puck this is a good player Troy Terry is a damn good player and um he should scare you if you're playing if he's playing against your team as well he should scare you because he's uh he, he can take the he can take control of a game and uh and put it in the in the Ducks favor uh, and then Anderson uh, gets a snipe. He snipes one. Uh, nifty little piece of o-zone puck possession, which was something the Flames struggled with in the third period. It all started with, in their own zone, Nikita Zadorov breaks up a play at the blue line when Trevor Zegers had the puck and tried to get around him. He gets a stick in there. And then it's a foot race, and you see Big 16 for the Calgary Flames racing up the ice, with uh, with Trevor Zegers, I don't think he beat Trevor Zegris in the foot race because he, in a roundabout way, kind of tackled him to the ground and didn't get a call, which was lucky. Um, but, yeah, that starts with Nikita Zadorov, who, for the most part, had a pretty bad night, I think. Uh, and and he, you know, gets the puck in the Ozone. There's a pass to Anderson from Huberto that's in his skates, but he does, like, a nifty little two-touch pass in his skates to get it back to his stick to keep the play alive in the offensive zone. Um, Puck gets cycled around a little bit more and Anderson with another snipe uh, to, to seal the deal here for the Calgary Flames. So the Flames win and everybody's happy but there's still little things that can be cleaned up and they're going to need to clean them up because their next opponent is their not only division rival their provincial rival in uh our friends up the highway two in the edmonton oilers who they will play on december 27th at uh the scotch bank yes it's at scotch bank and it's the last contest between these two teams in the regular season which is a freaking travesty connell gilbert is in the chat connell merry christmas my guy how are you uh i'm i'm very happy that you're here this is awesome uh This is great. Put a smile on my face. Thanks for stopping by. Um, Connell is a great friend from across the pond in the UK. Good guy. Big Flames fan. Big Flames fan. So um, happy to see him here. So yes, the Calgary Flames head into the Christmas break in a playoff spot. They head into the Christmas break. Winners of three of their last four. Points in four of their last four. Pretty good pretty good and they'll take on the Edmonton Oilers at the Scotiabank Saddledome on December 27th the last battle of Alberta for the regular season um but there will be lots of hockey to watch the World Juniors are starting um it's gonna be fun always nice to uh to see that not happy to see what's going on with Hockey Canada but uh Nice to nice to watch some young up and coming talent in the World Juniors. I'm 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 excited to watch some World Juniors hockey. Two Calgary Flames prospects. Um. Oh God, I'm gonna I'm gonna get canceled if I don't call them both out. It's uh I can't remember who it is for Sweden, but uh, Topi Roni will be playing uh for Finland. So he's a Calgary Flames product. Someone, uh, correct me in the chat who is playing for Team Sweden. Two Flames prospects will be playing in uh the world juniors. So to keep an eye on that, uh, watch, watch all that fun stuff. It's always good to see those young players. Conrad with a great point. If you're local to YYC, come heckle him at the circle. K classic at seven chiefs arena on Sutina nation, uh, William Stromgren. There it is. Uh, there it is. Uh, and he says, screw the juniors circle, circle K classic all day. Yes. Go watch the circle K classic. If you're local to Calgary, lots of young talent there as well as for the show thank you so much for stopping by uh this has been game over calgary with me and only me no guest tonight like i said your next calgary flames game will be on thursday december the 27th with you guessed it me again uh with your game over call friends be safe be well enjoy your holiday season thank you for stopping by and watching game over calgary always great to have uh, you guys in the chat we're starting to get some regulars in here which is awesome Uh, lots of fun to see you guys coming back and checking out and consuming the content. We greatly appreciate it. It means a whole heck of a lot to see how many people come in and watch, how many people come in and interact, uh, from all over the place. Connell's in the UK right now. This is awesome. Uh, we got people local. We got people from, you know, who just follow SDP and want to come listen to, uh, to somebody ramble about the Calgary flames. But like I mentioned, be safe this holiday season. Uh, don't drink too much. Don't drink and drive. Oh God. What else? Um, be good. So that Santa comes, uh, to you on Sunday. Hopefully there's presents under the tree for you. Uh, maybe something from sports interaction. Who knows? That was my Christmas gift this year. Uh, but be well, be safe, have a great holiday season. And I can't wait to talk to you guys, uh, after Christmas on this 27th when the Calgary Flames play host to the Edmonton Oilers. If you're listening on Playback, please be sure to give it a five-star rating and subscribe on your uh, whatever podcatcher you're listening from. If you're watching on YouTube, please be sure to hit like, subscribe to SDPN, and you'll get uh, all the notifications for all of our fun content that comes out on the channel. Until then, stay safe, stay warm, and I'll talk to you on Thursday, pals. See ya. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.